when looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Looking for good ideas for life, you are far from good hands. If you think the listener is always right, you are far from the right place. Hosted by a Northeasterner by birth, a rebel by choice. If you want a host that floats between love and madness, then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. What up? Excuse me while I whip this out. Oh, gnarly! Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. I knew it, I'm surrounded by assholes. And good evening, friend. With over 30 years of experience and a superb reputation for being a detail-oriented company, Lacey Cleaning has some of the highest work standards in the cleaning business. That's the fact! Whether it's carpet cleaning, tile, grout cleaning, new construction cleanup, rental turnovers, vent and duct cleaning, odor elimination, office and or business cleaning, power washing, residential cleaning, you name it, they do it. Check them out. To contact them today, LaceyCleaning at gmail.com or call them at 609-709-8536. That's what I'm talking about. Hi, this is Kirk Gibson, and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio. excited to speak with this gentleman on the phone who had such, I guess the words tenacity, but aggression in a good way on and off the field during his playing career. He is a two-time World Series champion, being with the 84 Tigers and the 88 Dodgers, multiple-time MVP award winner, again 88 for the Dodgers, but also during the ALCS in 1984 by playing for the Tigers. His foundation has an upcoming virtual golf tournament. To get more information on that, KirkGibsonFoundation.org. Kirk, how you doing, sir? Good morning. Good morning. Very, very good. How are you? Good. Uh, and I know you've had the, held this uh, golf tournament in person uh, most of the time in previous years, but this is a little bit different concept, I guess, because of the world we live in currently. So what can you tell us about the golf tournament, first and foremost? Yeah, well, normally we have um, a regular golf tournament uh, here in Michigan, and it's been very successful. We've raised um, probably over a million dollars doing so in the five years that we've had it. Um, This year, with the COVID-19 virus and the pandemic that's been going on, we felt that it was too risky to bring people together in that setting. 
I didn't feel comfortable promoting um, non-social distancing, I guess you could say. And um, a um, good friend of mine and a great volunteer, Pam Yanis, um, came up with this idea of a virtual golf event where basically what virtual means is, you know, like you can go to a golf course. First of all, go to KirkGibsonFoundation.org, go to the virtual golf classic option, register a team. You can make any donation that you'd like. It'll go to the foundation. And you pick a team of four, you go out and you play any course you want. Um, some people say they're going to putt, putt. That's okay. You know, it's, a, it's just having fun. Film some of it and then uh, turn in your score. And then I have a team and if you beat my score, you're eligible to win some prizes. Everybody's going to win though when you give. And, um, you know, we're going to hopefully after this gets done, have a virtual, um, like party, you know, after you go to a golf, um, tournament, after you go in for dinner and drinks and you have an auction and you have a program. So we're going to have a virtual program after that. Um, we'll send a notice off for that and we'll have some entertainment and some fun jokes and We'll also represent what we do here at the Kirkus Foundation. You know, um, you you were talking about what how I played my baseball career. My foundation promotes collaboration, cooperation, and teamwork. I believe in thinking together, collaborating with others, sharing your information, your knowledge, your findings. And, uh, you know, I just think when you work together that uh, you have a better chance of succeeding. And then the best part of it is, like this, just take a baseball a team. You you work together. Um, you know, you go home. You don't you don't win your division, so you're not in the playoffs, but you win the MVP. Yeah, you know, fifty, a hundred people turn up. They give you your trophy. It's you know all about you and not very rewarding. But let's say you go to the playoffs. You win the World Series. After you win the World Series, what do you have? You have a parade. Now that's fun. Million plus people coming together. The city's coming together. That's a sense of accomplishment is when you win and nobody cares who gets the credit. It just brings a great feeling of accomplishment and motivation to everybody to want to help and give back. And that's kind of what we're trying to do here. Um, we understand the pandemic and, and the virus is uh, very, very important and serious. At the same time, there's a lot of people that have Parkinson's. There's a lot of people that have cancer. People have dementia and many, many other needs. And um, I guess we don't subscribe to drop everything. We do honor um, the situation, but at the same time, we feel that we need to continue um, to provide respite care. We need to continue to um, um, help others when they get done with their therapy sessions. We have an alumni therapy uh therapy group and we have to do it virtually now but um you know we've taken so many people from our therapists they've taken so many people to help out with the pandemic that it's really hurt people that are in need with parkinson's and other diseases so we're just trying to do our part keep it going a little bit there are people in need obviously number one you've got to try and wear your mask and avoid spreading the virus or contracting the virus uh, but number two, you have a life to live, too. And I think initially 
we kind of shut everything down because uh, sure uh, they were clear on what this virus was going to do, how you caught it, how you spread it, shelf life of it. I think you're getting a little better idea how to treat it, and uh, it should be safe to go outside and, and golf in a group and out of the social distancing guidelines that have been provided for us all. Oh, Webber man, I didn't see your name on the sign-in sheet for the club tournament. I thought you'd be the man to beat this year. Guess you'll just have to keep beating yourself. The tournament itself, uh, virtual, is going to be August 14th through the 17th, as uh, he mentioned. You can check out the information on the website. We'll provide the links and everything in details before, or below, excuse me. Uh, speaking of, before we get into the baseball stuff, I know you were diagnosed publicly in 2015 with Parkinson. What's going on in your world? How are you doing health-wise as we speak right now? How much time do you have? <laughs> Well, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a busy guy. Um, actually, my first symptom of Parkinson's that I can remember was in 2007. I was in Phoenix, Arizona, and I generally shave with my right hand. And I started to shave, and I noticed my left hand clutching up. I thought, well, that's weird. And then, you know, little things would start cropping up. And uh, I didn't really realize that most of the things were on my left side of my body. Um, and then these, you know, I've had, I had a shoulder surgery, a neck fusion, a knee surgery. Uh, we did a lot of core work and stabilization and uh, uh, posture work. And we thought most of it was just from my athletic endeavors. I played football up through college. And so, you know, they thought that would help, but it didn't help. Uh, and then, uh, after I got fired after the 2014 season by the Dimebacks as their manager, um, I uh, went back into the TV booth with the Tigers broadcasting their television games. It was opening day. I, I felt very anxious, and that, that was a tip-off. Because I'm not an anxious guy. I kind of like things like that, thrive off them, and I've never had a problem dealing with it. But I was sitting there staring into this camera. And I felt like the boogeyman was spooking me. I couldn't couldn't talk, and when they threw it to me, I, I really stumbled. I couldn't think. Um, we tried to do it again and again and again, and finally I got up, and I realized there was something more than a fused neck would fix or a shoulder surgery would fix. So I contacted a good friend of mine, Peter Secchia, who um, directed me to a concierge doctor. We went through some tests and he sent me to a movement specialist and neurologist. Uh, we did a death scan and really within a day I was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Um, you know, that's a scary word. You know, you think you're going to die. Actually, it doesn't really kill you any quicker. Um, but it does make a new normal for your life and, uh, it's, uh, it's challenging. Um, it doesn't, you, you feel a lot of different things. Um, you know, I try and do as many things as I can to continue my normal movement, so to say. I took a walk today, played golf yesterday. I was on a backhoe, been up in a tree, DVD vining it. I uh, go out in my boat. You know, you just try and do a lot of balance, a lot of activities, a lot of coordination things, fix the sprinkler system. You know, you just, 
you got to force yourself to do it. And it's really hard for your caregivers because if you were here and you spent a day or two with me, you'd find out that it takes me time. The big movements I can do, the small movements, like if I was, you know, putting something together, it's going to be very, very tough and they shake. And um, you'd say, here, let me help you. And I'd say, no, I'll get it. This is me against Parky. And, uh, you know, but there are a lot of symptoms you can read about it on many websites. Uh, Michael J. Fox is a great website. He's, he contributes, uh, distributes over $100 million every year for uh, Parkinson's research and programs. We um, are trying to build our – establish what we do. We, you know, we're just trying to – we're kind of like what we do is we're seed money. Um, I raised a million and a half dollars at Michigan State four years ago on a football event, and we've distributed that money into some research, and they've made some great findings uh, about how um, Parkinson's is connected to – the gut, whether you have an appendix or not, and you know we're there is no cure. We're trying to find ways to slow it down as well as find the cure. And um, you know we we're seed money. We get people started. They have markers in their research. They can then go ahead and apply for from the NIH, National Institute of Health, and other organizations, and continue their their findings. So, we do a lot. Um, you know, I'm committed, um, just like I play baseball, football. I go. I go hard, and uh, I won't be denied. And uh, that's, that's the tack that I'm going to take, the tack. Right on. I know I only have you for a short time, but I want to ask one more thing with as far as because of the foundation and everything else like that. Is – have you know? or I should say, I know you – you're not a doctor by trade, but play one on TV. Have you noticed a change and improvement in research as long as your foundation's been involved with trying to raise money for Parkinson's? I think what you do is you find out the people who direct and are efficient with the funds in, in, the, in, their, in their programs. Um, it's just like anything else. Um, yeah, I always say I like nature. Do you like nature? Yeah, I do. Well, I, in all honesty, I am a hunter and fish fisherman, and there's just something, and I don't know if you hunt or fish, but at I least do. for me, there's something about sitting, me personally, sitting in a tree stand, whether it's when the sun's coming up or the sun's coming down, there's just a certain peace, no matter what's going on in my life, when you're out there in the environment. And you just see in nature take its course that you just go. Yeah. Where you could take that well, breath and go. And you feel good. Yeah, I've spent a lot of time uh, out in nature, but here's my short answer for why I like nature. It's society without the politics. <laughs> I like that. Back, get, getting back to your question about have you seen improvements, you know, you need to be aware because there are other issues to deal with than just thinking you're going to give somebody some money. Uh, they're going to, you know, stick to what, what they've written up. You have to have guidelines. You have to make sure there's markers that they're, they're onto something. You can't just 
you know, you can't get involved in that other process, so to say. So, yeah, I, I, I love nature too, but I also like to eat. And I like natural things. That's just part of me that is just in my DNA that I like to go up and humanely provide for myself and my family, take care of it properly and use it, use, uh, our natural resources for what it was put there for in an efficient and valuable way. Right on. I want to ask you one baseball question before I let you go, because I know I have a limited time with you. Obviously, you mentioned about being a broadcaster for the Tigers, which I know you still are, but also a special G- assistant to the GM for the team. What's your thought process with this, how things are get ready to start up again, but also in terms of does it throw off an athlete's timing? Obviously, we haven't dealt with a pandemic in a God knows if ever. But just because an athlete is so disciplined, okay, February, I'm going to start spring training. I'm going to do start the season in April. But, you know, you're used to a certain time frame. Yeah, I think that um, 1981, we had a strike for 51 days. We didn't think we were going to play. We were kind of in this situation. Then all of a sudden, they settled, and we were on our way, and everything went down. In 1984, they canceled the World Series. We recovered from that. We have not went through something like this um, when we're trying to get a season in yet there were the most important thing is is to you know take care of your health and you know maybe you're don't have a pre-existing condition but I do and I know that my 89 year old mother you know I'd be very concerned about her, her doing it too so we all have to pitch in um, it is people do like routines yet you know, one of the, the uh, I guess, the um, keys to being successful in what they do, whether there's a pandemic or not, is to be able to switch, read, read and switch on the fly. And this is really, really different. Um, and you've got to, you've got to ask yourself, you know, for number one, are you comfortable with with the health issue? And I think Major League Baseball has done a good job. You know, they give uh, all the players an opportunity. If you don't feel comfortable, you don't have to play. Um, but um, they're doing everything they can. They're testing them constantly. And, you know, one of the things I think MLB is doing is, by with their program, is they're providing more data so we can help figure out what's going on with this virus and, and uh, you know, try and find a, find a way to deal with it. But, hey, you know what, I'm hoping there's no people in the stands the fans and fans, that stinks. We won a World Series in 1984. People say, hey, do the fans ever make a difference? I cite two two issues. Well, when I was in Yankee Stadium and I struck out my first two times and I'd go up in the on-deck circle and I'd sit back, those lunatics behind the on-deck used to bury me, right? They were pretty mm-hmm. hard on me. Such a mean, such a mean thing to me. That, you know, that's something you just got to deal with. But the one that was really fun in 1984 when the fans started the wave. You remember the wave, right? Yes, sir. And uh, we'd be down a little bit, and all of a sudden they start the wave, and then they got really good. The bottom of the, the bottom deck, the lower deck would go one way, and the upper deck would go another way. That was very motivating, very energizing. And they're going to have to deal with that. I think that they'll start out pretty quickly. Um, everybody will be excited, but then I think the good ones are the ones that are going to progress. 
um, it's a challenge. You got to cherish your challenges. You got to find a way to deal with them. And, uh, you know, hopefully you get rewarded for it. So, you know, uh, you got football and basketball coming right behind it. Then hockey will come. Let's just hope that we keep helping out and doing our part when we're asked to do it so they can figure out a way to find a cure or vaccine to cover it up. Well, speaking of challenges, let me bring back up as we wrap up here the virtual golf tournament at Kirk Gibson Foundation. KirkGibsonFoundation.org. Sign up for the tournament. Help a good cause and research for Parkinson's, but also just to get out and have some fun, but also minding social distancing and everything else. Wear your mask. The tournament's August 14th through the 17th. Get all your information on the website. Thank you so much for the time, sir. Not all football helmets are created equal. Zenith, the industry leader in protective technology, is the only helmet in the game with adaptive head protection featuring a shot suspension system that can move independently from the helmet shell. Headquartered and developed in Detroit, Zenith is committed to player safety and revolutionary innovation. Zenith is proud to protect athletes at every level from peewee to the pros. Learn more about the Zenith difference at zenith.com. That's X-E-N-I-T-H.com. Hi, I'm Bill Ripken, and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio.